Mind Fitness Method podcast, and I'm wanting to expand on what we talked about in the first or the second episode a little bit more. I don't think I gave that enough justice. And, you know, what we were talking about is liking bias and how, you know, if you're a more attractive person, that people tend to like you better. And, uh, that people who are more attractive in general get more they're considered and, and there are a, a number of studies so let me let me just get down to this a little bit you know how important this is and it's again i want to preface all of this by saying it's not fair you know we're born with what we've got you know and uh and in my opinion our ability to uh change those basics you know the structure bony structure of our faces you know the way we look um or even the soft tissue structures is very limited you know and um i think the role of plastic surgery overall is overdone now for certain problems that are very disfiguring i think plastic surgery is very useful no doubt but when you are just looking at simply the cosmetic you know, aesthetic part of plastic surgery for people who are essentially quote unquote normal. Um, they're not particularly unattractive. They're, um, you know, whatever that it, it just seems like the return on investment is not that great it, unless it somehow makes that person feel more secure. But oftentimes, you know, I've, I've listened to so many plastic surgeons over the years for more than a few decades at this point and many of them feel that they are treating their patient's psyche as much as they are treating any real physical disfigurement and um, there's so many examples of people with you know things that you know might have been considered a plastic surgery issue that are extremely successful people in their own right and it's just never been a problem for them and it's when you watch these people um and one that's just coming off the top of my head right now just because i was watching some videos on him last night was joaquin phoenix you know joaquin has the the defect uh, that was repaired under his upper lip and yet and you might, and, and there are some people out there that if they had this defect, it would be the end of their world and they would, uh, you know, suffer greatly because of it. Uh, and yet he, <laughs> I think he's basically used it to his advantage. It sets him apart and it is something that has, you know, it's really part of his characteristic and, and it's certainly not slowed him down. He's wildly successful person and so it just goes to show how your mindset is critical to your success as much as anything else but that said the things that that is in that type of defect you know it's a, like a cleft palate or a hair lip you know defect however you want to describe it that's one that someone didn't choose you know um but being overweight uh, that is, in, in some cases, rarely, it's something that someone doesn't choose. But for the vast majority of us who do not have some type of you know, metabolic problem or genetic deficiency uh, or that our thyroids are functioning properly, you know, becoming overweight is a choice in a sense in that 
we chose not to face it. And, and for many years, I was the same way. I did not want to face it. I did not want to do what I thought was paying the price in order to maintain my fitness. And I, I just thought it was too much trouble. And honestly, I did kind of convince myself that this was my genetic destiny. Both of my parents had been overweight most of their life. Their, for sure, most of their adult life, anyway. And I just thought, this is, you know, this is normal. This is where I'm headed. And so I steadily put on a pound a year for uh, about 15 years. And then, you know, something happened in my life. It really made me decide I needed to make a change. And I needed to do it right now. And, um... And so I did, I started, but I, you know, I knew that I was like everybody else. You know, I was a slave to my belly. I was a slave to my hunger and I just couldn't, um, seem to keep myself exercising regularly. And it was a problem. And I just thought, what am I going to do? And so, but now that the problem was pressing and I'm not going to go into the, in this episode, the reason what, you know, made me hit rock bottom. Maybe I'll save that for a later time, but, uh, but, but what, when I did, I started searching the, the, I started going into the research. I knew that I needed to find some real evidence based information to help me. And I was initially starting off with what type of exercise is the best to lose weight and get fit and what type of nutrition, you know, that's where my focus was. And as I started to research, I started finding that it, most of the research wasn't, you know, there's a lot of stuff focused on those things, but it was mostly on behavior and thinking and thought processes. That's where the research was focused on the psychology of it all. Mental skills were the focus of all of the main research these days. And I think that, you know, once we come upon, you know, the and that's what I've tried to design here it's a compendium of the best knowledge that we know on mental skills that work interventions that deal with mental skills training that work for the long run and so getting back to the topic here you know why why bother in the first place why learning the mental skills why try to make this change in your life because for so many of us it just seems like too much trouble well I'll tell you why the liking bias is there, whether we like it or not. We are superficial as a species and we judge people often on their appearance. And we make a lot of positive judgments that sometimes are not deserving of people who are lean and more attractive in general. People who are more physically fit are considered more and thereby more attractive because of that they are considered more intelligent they're considered kinder more honest they're just assumed to be harder working um and they're just liked more and so uh, as a consequence of that they're offered higher salaries on average average there was one study that showed that they showed pictures of people who were you know physically fit some of them were, were just plain old good-looking people and they 
they showed him a series of pictures. These were employers, you know, people in the position of hiring people. And what they found was that the more attractive that the person was, uh, the more they were liable to get a higher salary. And on average, the more attractive people and bottom line, the people who tended to be more fit were offered salaries 10% higher. Um, that's pretty big. Another survey showed that people who exercise regularly um, were earning more money, period. In fact, the harder they exercised or that they reported that they exercised, the more money they made. So people who did like moderate exercise made on average like if something like $15,000 more per year. People who reported doing moderate and high intensity exercise on a regular basis made, you know, like 20 to almost $30,000 more per year on average in this survey. Significant. And you know, the, you, you got to wonder in a survey like that, what, what is the cause and effect there? Is it that being where they handed more money by their employers? Maybe we've seen that that can happen by virtue of the first study I mentioned, but also maybe they just are more productive. You know, they got more energy, they feel better. They are not, uh, as depressed or stressed because of that. And so, uh, they reap all of these benefits. The bottom line is being fit increases your bottom line. <laughs> and, uh, this has become a well-established fact. I really wanted to knock this concept home in this podcast because, you know, as I mentioned before, there are internal, internal motivators, you know, goals and ideals and, um, your, you know, uh, values, those are internal motivators, but then there is the external motivators, just simply being able to wear something cool or having people think you look good or, you know, um, or getting a job that pays more money, you know, being more persuasive with other people. Those are external motivators. And I, like I say, I think they work pretty darn well. A lot of people shun those as being temporary and not valuable in the long run. I totally disagree. So I hope that you've found this helpful. And, I, and like I say, I'm, I'm not trying to make the world seem like an unfair place. It isn't. Um, but uh, even if you're overweight and there's nothing you can do about it, um, your perspective is ex extremely important. And but perspective, uh, in addition to the use of motivation and the use, proper use of goal setting, together can get you what you want when it comes to achieving weight loss. So this is going to conclude our third episode of the Mind Fitness Method podcast. See you next time. <laughs>